today can be more deadly simply because of the materials that homes are built with. Hmm. So they burn a little hotter and they produce a little bit more toxic gases. So a fire event is a big deal. A hundred years ago, uh, we didn't have as many plastics in our home. Now we do. It's the norm. Yeah. Well, that stuff burns hot and it also gives off a lot of tox toxic gas. So those are things to consider for fire safety. Hey, you're listening to the Welcome to Kameno Island podcast presented by the Kameno Chamber of Commerce. Tune in as we keep you up to date with events, the ins and outs of living on an island, and hearing from different people in our community. Whether you just moved here, been an islander for many years, or are just visiting, join us as we explore the easy island together. Welcome to Kameno Island, listeners. Today I'm here with the um, Assistant Fire Chief. Sorry, I didn't prep all that. Assistant, Assistant Fire Chief to Kameno Island Fire and Rescue. Welcome to the podcast, Craig Hegeland. Uh, Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for inviting us today. Um, we've got some things we can share for our residents and for our new residents as well. Might be helpful. Yeah. So before we jump into all of that, tell us a little bit about yourself. You bet. I've been with Kameno Fire for 32 years now. Wow. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of change, uh, and we're not done changing yet. We're still evolving. Uh, it's a wonderful place to live and work. Uh, I, this is the best job in the world. Um, mostly I, uh, I, I do the stuff that the fire chief doesn't have time to do. I get tasked with that kind of stuff. Federal grants, uh, standard operating procedures, um, taking care of the facilities, making mm -hmm. sure that all the facilities are up and running. I keep the fire chief out of jail. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's a good analogy. Very good. Um, prior to moving to Kameno, did you have connections here? Not really. Uh, I knew a builder who I'd gone to school with in years past, and he introduced me to the idea of Kameno Island. So my wife and I took a drive up here, we took a look, and we said, gosh, what a gorgeous place. Mm -hmm. So we built a home up here in 1990, been here ever since. Wow, very cool. Awesome. And so since being here so long, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen on Kameno? Yeah, traffic lights. <laughs> How about uh, additional population? When I first moved here, maybe 8,000 people. Mm -hmm. I think the U.S. Census today says roughly 18,000 people. Wow. And that's seasonal. It does go up a little bit in the summertime. But, yeah, I would say uh, the influx of, of new construction, new homes, um, some new neighbors, traffic lights. There, yes. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and upon, it's kind of been a long time, but what is, just from a general perspective, things that moving to the island you didn't think about that has become part of life? Indeed. So one of the first things that we noticed when we first moved here, my wife and I, was the power outage would happen routinely. Now, I live on the south end, and I get it. That's part of the deal down there. There's a lot of trees that will fall, and we do get wind here routinely. So one of the first things we bought was a generator. Mm -hmm. We still use that device today. Uh, it, it's gotten better. It has. PUD has done some uh, system upgrades, and they're still working on that. You can see out here on the highway. Yeah. Uh, but it has gotten better, and so... We're, uh, uh, we're encouraged. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, 
So you mentioned a little bit, but as an assistant fire chief, what does your kind of day-to-day look like? Yeah, well, today I've been working on a number of projects. Um, there's a new uh, remodeled restaurant that's opening here on Camino, down on Cross Island Road. So I've been reviewing and looking at the suppression plans for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one thing I was looking at today. Uh, other things uh, we deal with from day to day, uh, federal grant season is upon us. We're <laughs> waiting for that to pop any day now. We have two grants in the hopper, and we're hopeful. The other things I deal with are facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of that. We've got five, six <clears throat> buildings here, including a repair shop. So a lot of times uh, we have routine maintenance or we have breakdowns in the buildings. The other thing that I dab a little bit in is apparatus design, apparatus acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So when we buy new equipment, I get involved in that bidding process to make sure that we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's doing it legally yeah uh, there's a lot involved with that a lot of minutiae involved with that yeah so when something goes wrong at any of the facilities you're the person they call typically yep and then i'll arrange to either uh, hire a professional service to come in or if it's something that our crews can handle okay then i'll orchestrate that yeah nice so um you know, we're, we're going to be releasing this podcast as we kind of start just getting started into that fall and winter season. Um, but for those who haven't lived on an island or lived in this kind of environment, um, what are things that they should be prepped for as we enter that winter season? You bet. So we do get storms out here. That's the norm. We call it our air quality, but, <laughs> but it is uh, the norm of living out here in the Salish Sea, as it were. You know, it, help, it is helpful if you have a little bit of extra food on the shelf, maybe some drinking water. You know, we also live in earthquake country, so it's sometimes helpful to have a little bit of extra food. Energy bars, uh, flashlight batteries, those kinds of things are good for any homeowner here on Camino. Uh, if, you can, if you can keep those kinds of mindset, uh, it, it will help a lot during windstorms. You know, as I said, the power outages do occur here, but they are getting better. They're less frequent, and maybe they're shorter in duration. But yet, in the the dark of winter, when it's uncomfortable and and the furnace doesn't work, eh, it's not a very fun time. Yeah. Yeah. So... um, I feel like the windstorms start hitting as you get into default, but um, surprisingly, we seem to have gotten into this point where we have pretty regular snowstorms as well. What's kind of your advice for for people on the island of that? You bet. So sometimes the roadways become a little slippery, and we've got to take that into account that that can be dangerous to negotiate if you're not accustomed to driving in those conditions. Now, if you lived in a mountain pass area, you'd probably get pretty good at that. But here when it happens, it's rare or infrequent or maybe it sneaks up on us, and Mm -hmm. that can be a challenge too. One good thing to know is maybe a second route to your home. So if one road becomes closed or impacted, maybe there's another safe way to get home. Consider that too, if you live here, that would be helpful. Yeah, well, and I think the thing that's interesting about the island is, of I remember growing up, of my friend's houses, like, I would always in my head mentally think, like, how do you get there with the least amount of hills? But pretty much anywhere on the island, it's hard to get without going up some hills. It is. You're, you're exactly right. It's, a, it's an area that has a lot of terrain. 
but it's good to go out and explore on a nice summer day. Go look at alternate routes home. Maybe see if there's a viable way to get home other than taking the steep hill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. We'll be right back to this episode after a word from our sponsor. Hi there. I'm Marla Hegel, owner and broker of Windermere Real Estate right here on Camino Island in Stanwood. Here at Windermere, we have agents you can trust. We are passionate about our community and helping others navigate the real estate process. What makes us different is our agents live here and know the Camino Island and Stanwood area. They truly understand the intricacies of our local market. Our team offers unparalleled knowledge and expertise from beach rights and road easements to wells and septics. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, we are ready to walk alongside you. Take a look at our website, windermerestanwoodcamino.com, or stop by one of our two local offices. You can also listen to our podcast, We Are Stanwood Camino. We live here, we work here, and we're all in for you. So, um, uh, how does, uh, you know, through the windstorms and everything else, how does that impact um, on the emergency response side? You bet. So occasionally we're impacted by that. If the roadway is impassable for us, we have to figure a secondary route or maybe we can uh, negotiate our way through it if we can cut through it if we have to. We're very careful about that because wires down in the roadway, eh, that's scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know if that wire's energized or not. But it does impact our response. Um, the, The slippery roads can impact our response as well. We talked about terrain and steep hills. You know, sometimes we have to negotiate that or go around that obstacle. That might take a little longer to arrive at the address that we're dispatched to. So, yes, uh, those winter storms and snow can impact our response time. Yeah. So um, then kind of more generally then, what are some of the most common emergencies that you see um, from Camino residents? The most common thing we see are medical responses, and that's pretty much standard across the United States. What we see out here are home falls or short falls in the home, Mm. and that's part of our population. Uh, It happens as we age. I just turned 65 last week, so I'm of that age, but it does happen frequently. Uh, We see falls in the home. Sometimes they're simple and and just uh, uh, pick the folks up and kind of dust them off. Other times, uh, there may be an injury, or there may be a reason why they fell. So we have to investigate a little deeper and and see if they need to be seen by a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, what are kind of what are the best ways to prevent some of these? Yeah. So we find sometimes that in the home, it can be helpful to remove throw rugs or look at the surfaces in the home that might be slippery. You know, having a mindset that uh, I'm of the age that I could trip and fall, uh, I've caught myself a couple of times doing that. And we have to be cognizant of that because it can happen. That would be a good preventive measure. Just be aware of your surroundings. Maybe take a little extra caution. Yeah. Um, uh, Have you seen any changes? I mean, obviously you've been with um, on Camino for quite a while. Um, have you seen changes in the types of emergencies um, over the years? A little bit. 
we don't see a lot of hazardous materials calls, and when we do, it's an oddity. Uh, most of our calls are, are medically related. Fires today can be more deadly simply because of the materials that homes are built with. Hmm. So they burn a little hotter and they produce a little bit more toxic gases. So a fire event is a big deal. A hundred years ago, uh, we didn't have as many plastics in our home. Now we do. It's the norm. Yeah. Well, that stuff burns hot, and it also gives off a lot of tox toxic gas. So those are things to consider for fire safety. Yeah. So I, going a little farther on that, um, I know I feel like uh, in, like, I don't know, in elementary school and stuff, like you have the firemen come through and they're like, check these things. But a lot of us as a kid, you know, you're like, well, my parents take care of that. But like as kind of a general reminder, what are kind of best practices when it comes to fire safety in the home? You bet. Be aware of your surroundings. If you use candles, which we all do, mm -hmm. be aware that those things can tip over or an animal or a pet can tip them over. You know, it's very, very possible that that could cause a fire. We see space heaters. Space heaters are generally considered safe. Most of the new ones have uh, safety devices built into them if they tip over. But if you lay clothing up on top of them or if you get them too close to curtains or drapery, that can be devastating. So you have to be cognizant when you're using uh, either those devices or candles for decorative holiday purposes. Um, have your fireplaces inspected in the fall. Have a, a certified chimney sweep come and look at them. Make sure that they're clean and they're creosote free. Have your furnaces inspected. We go on a lot of calls where there's an odor of smoke from the furnace. and Perhaps it hasn't been maintained or it hasn't had preventive maintenance. So those are good things to consider before the fall months. Okay. Um, what about uh, something that we're now inundated with is electronics, and which means there's a million different charging cords and surge protectors and things like that. What's kind of general rule of thumbs when it comes to surge protectors, electrical, that setup? You bet. Surge protectors are a good thing. Um, they need to be replaced occasionally. Make sure that they're UL listed, underwriter laboratories listed, uh, and then you know that it's a quality product. There are a plethora of different style chargers, just as you mentioned. If you somehow get them mixed up, you could potentially uh, have a boo-boo have a with that. Um, make sure that uh, you're using the right charger for the right device. Um, consider that those also have a shelf life and they can become damaged or brittle or broken wires. Uh, all of that stuff uh, needs to be considered whenever you're using electricity. The other thing we see now is lithium batteries. Mm. Lithium batteries are very real and they're part of our everyday, uh, everyday life. Okay, if they're not treated properly, they can fail. Uh, lithium batteries typically need a cool off period once you've charged them. So if you charge them and then run them down and charge them and run them down in rapid succession, they generate a lot of heat and that can be devastating. So give those batteries a little bit of chance to cool off in between usage. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so a, a lot of Kameno, because we don't, you know, don't have city government, we don't have these different things that normal cities would have, 
Um, a lot of times we end up looking to our neighbors or our other friends and family. Um, what are things that Camino residents can do to be prepped, not just for themselves, but also help their neighbors? Good idea. So there is a group here on Camino known as Camino Preparedness Group, CPG. And if you Google that or check that on, e on, uh, on the internet, you will find that group. They are active. They meet once a month. It's a good group to know and, and become affiliated with. There's an offshoot group from that known as CERT, C-E-R-T, Community Emergency Response Teams. And they, in turn, train for similar type events. These are two good groups to know here on Camino. Very helpful. Uh, they're contemporary and up-to-date. And again, they meet on a regular basis. Uh, I would encourage folks to look at that. It can give you some insight and some pointers about preparedness. Mm -hmm. um, what can Camino residents do to help Camino Island Fire and Rescue? Mm. You know, we exist solely because of our neighbors. Um, as we're approaching on the roadways, just uh, make sure you give us a good right-of-way when, when we're approaching. Uh, the ambulances are quite busy out here during the daylight hours, so traffic sometimes can be challenging, especially at rush hour. Just be cognizant of that. Um, you know, maintain your homes uh, accordingly. Be careful uh, in, in your daily life, and then maybe we can avoid meeting professionally. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and then lastly, as, as people are, um, you know, as, as you see different things and these preventative things, what are things, what are, maybe if you could get a message out to Camino residents of like, these are the things that are very important that would prevent 90% of what we do or whatever, what would you say to people? You know, and we talked a little bit about this falls in the home. It's quite, quite prevalent here on Camino, partially due to our clientele. Um, be aware of your surroundings, you know, be cognizant, see your physician on a regular basis. You know, if you have any dizziness, that can be a, a sign that maybe there's something else going on, you know, and, and that may be why folks fall down. It, it can happen. You look at the surfaces in your home, if you have throw rugs, maybe consider changing that out or removing that. That's, that's a good safety practice to consider. There's probably a, a, a ton of other things we can consider. Uh, kitchen safety. You know, we're, we're distracted. We're very easily distracted now by all mm -hmm. the electronics we have in our house. <laughs> if we start to cooking a meal and then we're distracted because the phone rings, uh, that can create a kitchen fire. So got to be careful in the kitchen, too. A lot of the fires that we go to happen around mealtime. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just indicative of we're busy. We're all busy, and we're encumbered by other uh, distractions throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and then do you have any other guests that you would suggest for the Welcome to Camino Island podcast? I think so. There's a lot of folks moving here from the core cities. Uh, we're seeing a lot of folks come up from California, from Bellevue, from Kirkland, from Seattle. And as you mentioned, uh, they do expect a certain level of service. We are in a semi-rural environment here. But I would encourage uh, all new residents to maybe listen to the podcast here and, and gain some tips from this. Maybe share it with, uh, with new residents or perhaps with the real estate companies. That might be helpful too. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. 
Indeed, Brandon. Anytime. Call on us. All right. And, and we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Welcome to Kamano Island podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks again to our sponsor, Windermere Real Estate of Stanwood and Kamano Island, for sponsoring today's episode. If you have any questions about today's episode uh, or topic suggestions, please email us at chamber at kamanoisland.org. As always, be sure to subscribe to our podcast to never miss an episode. That's all for today's episode, Islanders. See you next time.